Hi, and welcome back to the Soda Pop Podcast. My name is Kaya Williams, and today I'm here with some very special guests. Can I get a hi, everybody? Hi. Today I am joined with the Norton's crew. Uh, They are the people who make us be seen, not only in the black box, and are heard as well, and make sure that we look awesome, but in Norton Auditorium as well, hence Norton's crew. Um, Can we go through, just get a quick little name introduction? Yeah. My name is Ethan Franks. I'm the technical director of Norton Auditorium. Uh, my name is Thomas Butler. I'm the assistant technical director. Hi, I'm Lily. I'm just a student worker. <laughs> I am Ella. I'm also a student worker. So before we get started talking about all of them, um, we're going to do our fresh squeeze. I have not <laughs> drinking every commercial lemonade that there is. We're doing old time Caribbean blends, a mango lemonade. Ethan may or may not has drunken his already. Cheers to everybody else. Cheers. <laughs> How's your lemonade? That's not Ella? bad. I like it. It's fruity. It I don't gives, like the aftertaste. Kind of gives like peace oh, tea yeah. vibes. Same. I don't bit. like the aftertaste. It does give peace peace tea vibes. Yeah, I would go. I, I get go way more tea. like peach out of this than the mango. mango. <laughs> Yeah, it's giving like a tea almost instead of a lemonade. Ella, what'd you think? Yeah. Yeah. Ella's sadly allergic to mango and lemons, and no one told me this beforehand. So I feel so bad. I'm so sorry. Okay. I forgive you. I'm on a scale of one to ten. What are we rating this today? I would go a solid six. Yeah. I think I agree. Um, if you really like the mango lemonade from Publix, like I do, um, you're going to be disappointed with this. Oh. Um. However, Sad. this is good. It's just not, you know, Publix lemonade good. So I'm gonna have to give it a four out of ten. Wow. I think I'm gonna go down oh. to a five actually. Wow. The aftertaste is bringing it down. Yeah, that. the aftertaste I will is like. Say, it does not blend well with a Reese's uh, peanut butter Reese's. cup. It's so. <laughs> I couldn't tell you I'm allergic to peanut butter, but it's just not not hitting compared to that one. And since I had that as a mango lemonade, nothing tops it, babes. I'm sorry. What music have you guys been listening to to go on our Fresh Squeeds pod list? Pod list? Pod? Playlist? It's 8.30 in the morning, people. Forgive me. In the last couple of weeks, I've been listening to a lot of Ethel Kane, Phoebe Bridgers. Um, also, recently, I've been doing a project on Tupac, so I've been listening to a lot of 90s rap to like... Tupac? Yep. Lily? Uh, well, I listen to a lot of country and a lot of songs on repeat. So I'm probably not going to be very much helpful <laughs> with this uh, soda pop. No, playlist. it's fine. Just tell us what music you've been listening to. Um, I've also been like, I guess, hitting with the oldies like Ella has. I listen to like a lot of different genres because of what I do. So it's, it's just, just what's been mix. like. What's been on your Spotify recently? Uh, let's see, shall we? All right. Well, well, Lily's looking that up. <laughs> Um, this morning I was listening to the Curious George soundtrack by Jack Johnson. That's fair. That's a good soundtrack. I it's, knew Thomas very, was going to hit this up. It's the, the most park. Thomas thing I've ever heard. It's very calming, and uh, he like most of the songs are happy, but then there's like one or two sad ones that can hit you in the feels. So it, it uh, covers across the board. Lily, are you ready? Yeah. So apparently, it's a lot of I don't know if anybody, I don't know. Everybody knows these people. So it's like uh, a lot of like Morgan Wallen and Hardy, and then I have Miley Cyrus, and yeah, I guess that's about it. 
I don't want to go into the others. Basically. Because they're all just like, they're literally all random. <laughs> you don't understand how chaotic my music playlist is, babe. I promise you're good. I listen to, okay, so this is weird. I listen anywhere from like movie soundtracks to like Thomas will recommend things or I'll listen to what he's playing at work and I'll go. That's dangerous. And look up stuff um, to musicals to k-pop to country oh, yeah. it's everywhere a month or two ago we were uh banging sweeney todd all week. oh no sweetie todd. Yeah. All week. ethan um i've been in a musical theater kind of mindset lately we've been we just bought tickets to see uh jesus christ superstar in march so i've been familiarizing myself with that soundtrack a little more but outside of that world i've been listening to some uh alan stone he's pretty good brown eyed lover oh yeah, that's a good song um I saw him on some game show on TV and <laughs> thought he was really good. Ethan's so. real answer is that he's been listening to the Spotify DJ for the best month. <laughs> I have been using Spotify DJ a lot. I've used it. But mine's pretty chaotic. Mine is too. And like it'll start a vibe. Instead of continuing it, it will go to the wrong one. And yeah, then I get so upset. Yeah. I would agree with that. I, but I have a lot of like, I do a lot of wedding DJing sometimes. And so a lot of my Spotify playlists are really, I use Spotify for gigs and events. It's not really my personal yeah. playlist. I use Apple Music for that most of the time. Weirdo. <laughs> um, so my Spotify DJ is a lot of like love songs, but also like jazz <laughs> and then country. Yeah, it's just really weird. Don't forget all of your sound check playlists that just randomly pop up to you. I do have a lot of sound check songs to check PA systems with. Those songs are pretty good, though. Yeah. They are. Some of them are pretty good, and some of them are really like, why would you ever use this? But um, this week, uh, I forgot that I have an audition tomorrow, and I literally just signed up for it yesterday. Um, and I'm not ready for it. It's a musical audition. I don't want to do it. Spelling bee. Yeah. yeah. I don't sing. So I've just been listening to a whole bunch of musical theater songs, hoping to find one I can sing. We have not have been successful, but <laughs> um, it's been a lot of Disney songs, and I've not been nice. in a Disney mood. So it's not been helpful. I'm always in a Disney mood. Um, t- typically I am, but like right now, I don't know what it is in the weather. I don't want to hear princesses think about their problems. The weather's crap. Yeah. That's it's fair. so inconsistent. Well, so instead, you problems. should listen to High Schoolers and put on High School Musical. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas is all about some High School Musical. High School, I love high school Musical so too is so good. It has the best yeah, music. That's, it's that's big theater for this Thomas. is This yeah. is how I feel about High School Musical really fast. Okay, High School Musical 1 is trash. Okay, it's just kind of there. Whoa. No, it's just Whoa. there to introduce you to all the characters. Mm. That's High School Musical 3 has the best music. High School Musical 2 has the best plot. You heard it here first because nobody else thinks that. No one else can think that, but no, (laughs) production-wise, it has the best music, and High School Musical 2 has the best plot. 3 was the only one to be be released theatrically. Yeah, so I'm saying technically it has the best music, but 2 has the best plot. You can fight with me if you want to, but I'm correct. You I'm gonna have to rewatch that. now. I'll I've come back and, and let you, you can. know. Three. Oh my! I I remember watching three. It just has the best production. So because it's it's the big. I will say. Splashy. I don't know that I ever watched three. I haven't. I remember. I stopped it at two, so and I was like, it can't get better than this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I remember. The plot for three is not that good, but the music is really good. Like literally, I got my little cousin stuck on it, and all of his parents hated me because I was just listening to it over and over again. He was like, "Boys are back! Boys are back!" Oh yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, now that we've done our fresh squeeze for the day, let's talk about all of you wonderful people in this room. Um, That's dangerous. Uh, what? Okay, so all of these people worked at Norton Crew at some point before you became the technical director, correct? Yeah. Okay, so tell us why all of you are working at Norton today. 
I started working at Norton my freshman year because I came into entertainment industry and I had been doing lights and things in high school and I wanted to keep doing that. So I just walked up to Ethan one day and I was like, hey, can I do lights and can you teach me how to do things here? And he was like, sure. Really what happened is... Ella was enamored with my light show. It's so enamored so much that she sought me out during SOAR to ask if we could hire her. And I was like, yeah, I'll think about it, you know. No, you were like, please work here. (laughs) We need people to work here. So I signed up and I've been here ever since. So I also started working here my freshman year, but like my second semester, um, I actually was a business major before I switched over to being a part of the CAT, you know, tech and design team. Um, But I think, like, I volunteered for Amanda Perry's, like, uh, costume Mm. department when she was a part of Little Women. And then I talked to her about, like, all my experience from high school. And she was like, hey, you need to talk to Ethan if you want a job. Because I didn't have a job at the time. And so I walked up to Ethan and I was like, hey, so here's all my experience. I was told you guys are possibly hiring. What do I do? <laughs> so, yeah, I absolutely love like anything theater wise. I love being involved. I also just love the work that we do. I just, I don't know. I absolutely love the hustle that we have. And, um, yeah, sometimes it, it can, be, can be a little rough. But um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun and entertaining to see what shows we're going to do next and be a part of it. Okay, so I was a film major here at UNA as a student. Um, and I had actually been trying to get involved with like the tech side of theater the whole time I was here. But I never talked to the right person, I guess. Uh, I was told to talk to the theater professor at the time, but he, ever, he actually never helped me do anything. Um, and then eventually, I, as a junior, no I applied to uh, Norton as a student worker, and this was right after 2020. So they had just remodeled the whole thing, and I think they were down to like one student employee at the time. And so they were just like, yeah, you're hired, because I had a little bit of uh, soundboard experience working with my dad at my church. Um, and I very quickly learned all the ropes because they had just finished the remodel. And so we had to like rehang all the lights and everything. And it was like hell week for like five weeks. But uh, honestly, that was probably the best way for me to come in because I learned everything very quickly. And then from that point on, I just knew how to do stuff. Uh, And then when I graduated, um, the technical director at the time left UNA and Ethan stepped up to be the technical director. And so it just worked out timing-wise for me to step in and become the assistant technical director. And uh, I've been here ever since. Um, well, I've been here for a little while now. Next year will be my 10th year Ooh. working in Norton. I know, kind of weird, isn't it? Um, I started working here as a student employee way back in the day of Alice Gross was the technical director then. She worked here for 30 years as the TD. Uh Still have lunch with her every now and again. She's a great resource. Um, Things were a lot different back then. The black box had just been built. It was fresh. Yeah. Uh, The year I got, I was was actually a music student here at UNA. I got a degree in instrumental music. Yeah. The year I graduated, the not Alice, but the technical director that had replaced Alice got fired. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Kayla was the assistant technical director at the time, Kayla Manzalillo. Kayla stepped into the technical director role, and then I applied and got the ATD role, and then Thomas just told you the rest of the story. So, yeah, we do a lot of stuff. I like the job. It's different every day for the most part. Um, that's what I like about it. It's not monotonous. There's always a new challenge, a new problem to work out. Um, we're making big strides to uh, to start bringing in some really cool shows. You know, very interested in bringing in some Broadway tour stuff. Uh, this year alone, we've started bringing in more national artists from the music scene. Um, we've got Lee Greenwood coming in next month, which is pretty. If you don't know who that is, you're not proud to be an American. Uh, and shame on you. But um, we've just added the Oak Ridge Boys on their farewell tour in March, and. Lori Morgan in April and Linda Etter in January. She's a Broadway star. Uh, we have Conway Twitty and Loretta Lynn's grandchildren coming in January to do a tribute to their grandparents. So lots of cool things coming coming down the pipe as we uh, expand our abilities here in Norton and expand our, uh, our social reach, I guess, if you will. Um, yeah. Okay, question. Because I know Thomas said like he worked with his dad to get into, you know, the technical side beforehand. Did y'all, like, you mentioned it, but, like, what made you interested in working on the technical aspect? Um, well, I started when I was a freshman in high school on an accident. Um, I, uh, my dad runs a auditorium in my hometown, and I went to work one day to help him out and ended up doing lights, sitting down with the manual at the board, and then I just kept that job for five years. So I um, ended up doing that. I started there. I realized I really liked doing it and I wanted to keep doing it. And so that's actually one of the reasons I'm here at this university is for that opportunity in this job. So I think uh, freshman year of high school, I was still a marching band kid. Um, and so like, it was hard to juggle wanting to do theater and with that because my band director at the time was very much, like, band only. Um, band or nothing. Yeah, and it was kind of toxic, but we won't talk about that. Um, uh, we get to, uh, we did Narnia. Um, it was, I don't know if it was Narnia Junior or a full-on Narnia, but I think it was full-on Narnia. Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. My favorite, like one of my top tier favorite movies, and uh, they needed ushers, and we, uh, I needed volunteer hours, so I volunteered, and the next, you know, I come to rehearsals just to watch because it was open, and um, the theater teacher was actually my advisor, and so I asked her, hey, how do I get into this, and she started signing me up for classes, um, I actually started becoming like her go-to sound person for, um, anything, any of the ballets that we put on, any of the, anytime our auditorium was in use, basically, I was on speed dial. Hey, can you work the board? Hey, can you do lights? Can you be backstage? Like, I need you be here. She, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty convinced she had me on speed dial <laughs> the amount of times that I've been called. But, um... Yeah, I just started from there, and then I kept going, and I had, like, I kept every playbill, and I had a binder that I can't find anymore that was pretty pretty big and massive from all the, all the stuff that I worked, um, and then I came here, and I was like, I need a break for a little bit, 
And then I didn't get a break because I fell back in love with it. And I was like, yep, I got to do this. This is 100% what I do, what what I want to do for the rest of my life. I love, like, exactly like Ethan said, I love how every time I walk in, something's different. We're doing something different. Even if um, we were working on it, like, the day before, today it's going to be, like, something. It's a variety. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing. And I absolutely love the challenge. Um, I mean, fairly similar, I guess. Uh, when I was, when I was a young boy, yeah, uh, (laughs) my brother and I decided that we wanted to uh, start a band. We were also in band in high school. We wanted to start like a rock band, right? Um, I have a twin first clarinet rock band. That's right, clarinet (laughs) rock band. (laughs) I have a twin brother. Uh, so what is with all the twins on this campus? I'm sorry. <laughs> I know like seven hey, twins just from UNA. You know I'm, I'm not mad at it. I have so many twins in my family. Guy, that's all I'm saying. I just never have met this many twins close together. <laughs> uh, something in the water here in North Alabama. It has to be. Um, so we decided to start a band. My grandfather uh, was a touring Southern gospel singer. Uh, they just stopped touring at the time. And so he gave us his portable PA system. And we learned how to use it, and that's kind of, I mean, same as Thomas. It was a lot of church work for a long time. Um, and I didn't do it the first few years I was in college. But then there was an opening on the Norton crew, and your boy needed some money. That's and fair. So that's, uh, that's actually, I didn't do any kind of theater in high school. My, all my theater comes from right here. Oh. And and community work that I do now, so. That is so cool. No, I was just curious because like everyone has a different journey. Like I used to work for the tech department at my church, but I I didn't stick with it as we very clearly can tell. <laughs> I like being on stage and not behind it because I like attention. There's nothing wrong with that. I know, um, but it's just I I find it interesting why people get started in it from church or like wanting to start a band and just different things of that nature. Um, one of my questions for you now is what event has been your favorite to work on so far? Ooh, that's a hard one. Because y'all do like seven billion. I actually things. hate them all. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> well, this this may sound like a left field pick, but I actually really enjoy doing the dance recitals that we have. They're really fun. Most of them are really fun to design lights for, and then on top of that, um, I've learned through working them that I kind of enjoy stage managing. Is that like it makes you the boss of them, even though it's their event. <laughs> so. And then it's also pretty fun to watch like the little like the two year old kids try to dance on stage. Oh, no, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. Um, I just recently, we did Battle of the Bands, um, and I had a lot of fun with Battle of the Bands. I got to play around with the lights a little bit, and I really like how it turned out. Um, And I had a lot of fun doing it, and watching a lot of my classmates who were in the bands was a lot of fun, and getting to work with them was a fun thing to do because we were both like in our elements outside the classroom, so. Um, I guess, okay, I'm going to, I guess, choose a cop-out answer. Any of the events that my mom texts me and goes, oh, my God, you're working that? So, like, um, I don't know. I don't think it was my first year being here. It might have been. Um, but when we did Michael Bolden, I told my mom, I was like, hey, yeah, you know, he's coming in and he's going to perform on the stage that I work and walk on every single day. And she freaked out. And uh, I just, like, I don't know, sometimes 
I can't believe, like, you know, I just think, oh, it's just another event. Like, you know, let's keep rocking. Let's keep rolling. And then my mom's like, wait, no, you're working this per- Do you know how huge he is? And I'm like, I, yeah, but like, I, you know, if I get in that mentality of, oh my gosh, it's a celebrity, then I don't like, I don't want to freak him out, you You're know, starstruck. <laughs> yeah. Or freak myself out. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, oh. it's really hard to pick. We do so many. <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, I think I'm going to give what's going to sound like a really political answer here. Okay. <laughs> But it's not going to be one event. I just enjoy any event where I get to see my students enjoy themselves and what they get to do. It's Very like a political. Little, little proud dad moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> uh, I see you. You're I see how this, happy you're you know doing I mean? right now. It's, it's nice to see a bunch of hard work pay off. Uh, and that's really every event we do, whether it's a, an event in Norton where it's our six employees. Just, you know, hey, we we busted our tails to get this get this event going. Um uh, and now we get to see all these people enjoy it or theater shows uh, like Ernest right now, you know, uh, Jill's set is coming to life and I can tell she's really starting to enjoy that. Um, I don't know. It's nice to see the look on students face when it's, everything starts to be realized that like, oh, we did that, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The fruits of your labor. But the right answer is Stepsy. No, I'm just kidding. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it comes to like designing lights or like making sounds, making sounds. What, Lily, <laughs> Lily like Lily brought in a, a water. What is a water phone? It's uh, it's a water harp. A water harp. Um, <laughs> uh, and the sound that she's referencing, um, I like. I don't say that I'm Abby. Abby said this once, but I don't say it. Um, Abby's one of the director uh, directors here at UNA. Yeah. Uh, Abby, Abby was the one that directed um, Concord Floral, and I was the sound designer for it. And the water harp was used to make um, the ghost noise for when 10, was that Tori's number? Yes. Um, when Bobby would walk on stage or appear in the light, that would be like her little ghost effect, <laughs> I guess. Um, and I like... I don't know. Ethan taught me how to record it, and I had fun playing around backstage, Norton, um, just making sure you know everything. But like, do you like gain an eye for that, or an ear for like eyes for like the lighting and how to make it look a certain way, and an ear for certain sounds that would sound better or different? I mean, it's definitely a learning process. Like, you can think it's gonna look one way in your head, and then you can get it out on the stage, and it's like, well, that didn't look as thing as good as I th- thought it would. Or you'll pull something up and you'll be really confident about it. And then Ethan will come up behind you and be like, hey, that looks like crap. <laughs> Try again. We'll do that. <laughs> um, but no, it's just a learning process. I mean, you obviously get better at it with time. You're not going to come out of the gate really good at what you do because this kind of thing, it just takes a lot of practice and time and um, a willingness to learn about it. I think there's also a part of it where it's like, I mean, as sound or lighting designer, really, it's it's your taste. There's not a right or wrong answer. It's what you think looks good. Uh, but sometimes a voice of experience may come along and say, <laughs> hey, I see what you were trying to do, and you should try this instead, you know? Um, or this might be more of the effect you were looking for. And most of the time, they're right. If I, you know. <laughs> well, That's one thing I like about this job because, I mean, as a student employee, you're surrounded by people who have been doing this longer than you. 
And so that makes that's what makes it a really good experience because you'll have people around you that will tell you, hey, you can do better than this and you can learn from those people. And so that's that's really what makes you better. Okay, I was just curious because, like, I I know I just looking at things. I'm like, if lights are on, I'm good to be honest. <laughs> like, I people can see me. You so know? you don't want to sound good either. I do want to sound good, but honestly, I can I can yell good. enough loud enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just that's just the honest truth. So uh, but to answer your question, Kaya, it really is like exactly what Ethan said. It's personal taste, but you also gotta remember that like we have like for the black box, for example, we have eight speakers. And sometimes what sounds good on your laptop does not sound good in those eight speakers. <laughs> it's actually 12 speakers, but you know. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. You forgot four. Um, when it comes to like designing a set, is there a certain, like, I know you got super excited when it came to Concord Floor recently because he was the set designer. Um, what all does it like take to like make things come alive? Um, lots of curse words. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Honestly, Concord Four was my first set design. Really? Yeah, it's my first one. Uh, Jill and I are going to tackle the spelling bee, I think, uh, together. But yeah, that was my first one. That was really good for a first design. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> he was very proud. He was like a proud mom the whole time, trying to get pictures of it at uh, every obviously, angle. Obviously, I had you know a working idea of what this is going to take, but I was just reading the show a lot. Sitting, I sat with Abby a lot figure out hey you know what kind of spaces do we need how much of it do we need there was a lot of space in that show no there it was a big was. floor um but i enjoyed it i very much enjoyed it It was a lot of fun are there any things that are challenging to build when like building sets i know <laughs> abby has a tendency yeah. of love for like platforms like what's like your least favorite thing to build Circles. Oh, right now, it's rolling walls. Rolling walls. <laughs> rolling walls a, and circles. Hey, we've noticed at Norton that everything comes in seasons. So last semester, uh, we did Defying Gravity. Uh, the set was all circles. We also did an opera, or musical, I'm sorry. It was a, as a musical scenes show for the opera department. Also circles. This year, rotating walls for Ernest. The opera also has rot rotating walls. <laughs> Are we like, sure this isn't coordinated at this point? It's not coordinated, I promise. It's, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of freaky. Something's in the water. <laughs> yeah, something's in the water. You know, and then next year we'll be flying people, I'm sure, in every show. I, I mean, know. we had flying books in like two out of three of Abby's shows. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I think, you know, there's obviously challenges with every set just based on space limitations and uh, resource, you know, sometimes there's, well, we just don't have the budget for that, you know. We can't we can't realize the whole dream there. Um, yeah, I'll say probably the, the quality that I would say makes a really good scenic designer is being able to adapt when things don't go your way because it's very easy to like visualize things in your head. Everything's going to be perfect, but honestly, probably nothing's going to turn out the way that you want it to. So if you're not able to adapt, then uh, I think that's the most important part of the job. Okay then. Um, we're going to come down to the end of the episode and we're going to do a fizzle down feel good. What is one good thing that's happened to you this week or the past seven days or upcoming seven days? What is today? Today is Wednesday. Wednesday. Well, I don't, I don't mean to brag. I'm going to start us off here, but I won a Golden Dave last night. Last night we had the very first ever soda show off our talent show and Ethan came and killed it. I'm not going to lie. That's right. Him and Sandy were just a, a perfect duo. So he won a coveted Golden Dave, you know? 
It's currently sitting on the light board. Yeah, it's going to be my, my light board pal now. Ooh. Probably just sleeping on the couch on Saturday. <laughs> that <laughs> made you feel good. No, day, yeah. that's good. A good couch nap beats anything, to be yeah. honest. Um, I got to referee at a robotics competition on Saturday, so that was a lot of fun for me. I mean, it was a lot of work, but I really enjoy it. That's good. My mom came up for Saturday's game, so I got to see her. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Saturday was a big day for Hi, us. mom. Uh, I would say mine would have to be the show off. Everyone came. Everybody loved it. We had a really. That was a good turnout. It was a really big turnout. I was really surprised, and that it made me really happy. It After was good. We had like three people drop out, so I was like uh, nervous, but people still came and showed y'all so much love. So I, that's one good thing that happened to me. Yeah, week. it was a really good crowd. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you all. I don't feel like y'all get enough appreciation. So thank you for we don't. Uh, <laughs> thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and talk with me and letting people know some people behind Norton and say hi. Because I was like, Ethan's coming. And they're like, who's Ethan? The person who makes you be seen on stage. Don't don't forget it. This might be the last time. We got State Theater Festival coming up. Trump Bauer. Don't remind me. Yeah. Oh, God. It's going to be fun. It's going to be real fun. Super exciting, you know? Uh, is there anything that you would like to talk about before we go? Like, any last words, regards, anything you would like to plug, any projects you're working on? I would like to thank you for the Mingo Lemonade. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, and for having us on. Oh, yeah. one more thing. Would you, For anyone who's thinking about joining Norton's crew in the future, what advice would you give them? I mean, it's a fun job. If you enjoy this kind of thing, you'll like it. It's a lot of hard work, but we have a lot of fun together sometimes. So I, we definitely need... Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, we would like to have more people on the crew. So um, you should come sign up, hang out with us. Come talk to Ethan. Yeah. No experience required. I would say have an open mind, no matter what. Like, uh, don't come in here you know, confident, like, I mean, and, and think that you got this all in the bag because anytime I do that in a split second, it's, Hey, that's not exactly what we want. So like you, you gotta have an open mind and you have to be open to criticism and taking it and, you know, everything, everything's great and all and good, but you know, you just, you just gotta make peace. <laughs> Thomas probably don't want me to say what I think our crew would need. <laughs> um, I guess the most important thing would be that you just need to be able to like, listen at all times, especially in the middle of an event. Uh, because if we need something to happen on stage and you're off stage not listening, then it looks bad on us. Yeah, Lily. <laughs> Whoa. Ethan, as technical director, what advice would you give people? Oh, man. I thought I was getting out of this one. I'm sorry. You're the number one person who would know. I don't know. I just like, I'm here to have a good time. You know, we're putting on some fun events. Um, I like to make events fun. I like to, I try to make the job as fun as it can be. There are times we have to crack down and like, all right, we're working. We have to get this done, you know. I would recommend having Band-Aids on you. <laughs> yeah. Band-Aids. Yeah. Have bandage and uh, like uh, tweezers and like just have a whole med kit. Just just do it. There's a lot of <laughs> splinters. Tweezers and band aids are very helpful. So, uh, you got to have the ability. In band, we used to call it. We you have to have the ability to flip the switch. Yeah. So like 
we're backstage, we're hanging out, we're having a good time, buddy, buddy, yeah, yeah. But when we're doing an event, I'm not your friend, I'm your boss. You know, we got to get this done, and I want it done well, because I know we can do it well. Um, and sometimes you can't control what's happening. Sometimes people go off script on stage, and you got to be what ready to ready to adapt. So adaptability, switch flipping, listening. A Band-Aid. A Band-Aid. All the fun things. Maybe Band-Aid is arguably the most important. Band-Aid might be number one. We have Band-Aid holders here. I was supposed to get y'all goodie bags, but I'm going to give those to you tomorrow because <laughs> it's too early in the morning. Thank you for joining us on this early morning edition of Soda Pop Podcast. I hope you enjoy this on your drive there. I think I changed my vote to four, by the way. <laughs> I, the more you drink it, the less desirable it becomes. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but thank you so much for joining me, us on this early morning edition of the Soda Pop Podcast. I appreciate all of you coming. And I appreciate all of you for listening or watching this on YouTube. Um, until then, you will probably see the Norton crew backstage. And I will see you. Actually, the- you probably won't see us. They'll be in all black. We are ninjas. Uh, but I will you will hopefully hear or see me in the next episode. Bye. More lines.